Hi, I'm Emma Hill. Welcome to Art Seeker Stories, a podcast about my journey seeking art, at the core of finding my own art. Here, I'll take you on to a nostalgic trip back 20 to 22 years ago, sharing my diary during my days as long-haul cabin crew for British Airways. These are my worldwide travels as an art seeker, as an art culture vulture, where it all began at the turn of the century. Today's episode, 35, is a postcard of Hong Kong's high rises, and the date is the 2nd and 3rd of September in 2000. Today I go on a walk about Hong Kong Island, stepping into the view beyond my hotel room window. From Victoria Harbour to Victoria Peak, I find a golden conquest, art from Thailand and China, and some prized pets in Kowloon. So let's dive in to hear some more. Today I decide to go walkabout to get a taste of Hong Kong Island itself. I head for the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Centre. It seemed a good a place as any to make a start. Here's the view from my hotel window, after all. On the way, I notice the contrast in the boats. Far away, ferries and cargo trawlers cross back and forth. Closer, the yachts parade in their playground. And as I walk around the corner... I see what remains of the boat people's community sheltered in the bay. The exhibition building stands elegant and sleek with its famous roof stretching out like a seagull's wing in flight. It was built just in time to host the Hong Kong handover ceremony from the United Kingdom to the People's Republic of China on the 1st of July 1997. Other buildings that caught my eye are the Lippo Towers that look like giant chains encased in mirrored gold, the Bank of China that was built to resemble stalks of bamboo. Apparently, this building sway in strong winds. And I'm grateful that yesterday's typhoon warning never came to be. A visit to Hong Kong wouldn't be complete without a visit to Victoria Peak. And the quickest way to get there is by a seven-minute tram ride. And, gosh, the gradient was scarily steep. The peak tower is perched like an eagle, high above the harbour and city skyline. The walk shape at the top is home to amusements, but the main attraction, of course, is the viewing platform. Your vision stretches across the mass jungle of skyscrapers on the main island, the harbour of Kowloon, and further to Lantau and the airport, across the mountainous countryside and into the new territories. Behind is a bird's eye view of Stanley and the coast, where vast beaches hug the city's shoreline. I take the tram back down and walk towards Central. Thanks to my Where in Hong Kong magazine, I find a couple of private galleries high up in one of the skyscrapers. Galleria Asia was showing Asian art in Salute to Summer, and my favourite painting, Golden Conquest, is by a Thai artist, Niti Wataya. The painting appears veiled in gold, representing the riches and greed from a bygone era. 
Underneath, there is an echo of buildings and a stupa that appear like memories. It's based on Thailand's 400-year-old capital, Ayunthaya, before it was conquered by the Burmese. The gold mist shrouds the city in an atmospheric silence. Maybe the painting is a comment on social values and materialistic greed, urging us not to make the same mistakes. On a different floor, I find art scene China, showing work by Morgan, Xiao Gu Fu, and Ju Xingxiang. Morgan's art focuses on the theme of the familiar stranger. These conflicting words are unusually placed together. They suggest our intimate and personal relationships alongside our place in society. It's the space in between where we find our identity. The dual aspect of contradiction is magnified in the contrast of colour. The figures are painted in a blazing orange-yellow, so bright against the calm blue hue surrounding waters. Mostly, the figures are submerged. Sometimes only their head breaks up through the water. The water, as a metaphor of life, are surroundings, culture and society. The art of Du Xuanxin is from an exhibition called Shameless. His paintings mock shame, depicted in older traditional paintings. The surreal imagery has figures suspended in the air. They appear to be floating, almost hovering in the sky, hairless and almost biblical, like Adam and Eve, and their modesty is censored with the help of a fish, birds or clouds. In stark contrast, behind them, the background below is raw landscape of barren rock. The next day... Before heading back to London in the afternoon, I head for Mong Kok, which in Cantonese means busy point. And just like its name, it's heaving, hectic as ever. It's a huge buy and sell of shops and market stalls, street to street, each specialising in its own wares. Anything from ladies' handbags, men's clothing, haberdasheries, mobile phones, and electronics. I found it incredible that each specialist street was selling side by side more or less the same thing. I guess that's where the great barter comes to play. Except I wasn't going to give it a try. I felt too claustrophobic in the bustle of the noise, smells and immense teat. Feeling nauseous in the chaos, I walked on, passing the bright and exotic flower market and reach Hong Lok Street, home to the bird gardens. In Hong Kong, not many people have room to keep cats or dogs. Instead, birds are kept as prize pets, and all the more if they can sing. Everywhere I look, I see tiny birds kept in beautiful, elaborate carved teak or bamboo cages. Where there are birds... There are also buckets full of live insects for feed. There are maggots, grasshoppers and locusts. It seems like an elder man's pastime, taking their bird for a walk, meeting up with friends, playing mahjong or cards. Interrupted only by their singing bird, as they're given a well-deserved treat, 
fed by chopsticks. Walking past one bird, I was startled, as it seemed to call my name. And now, nostalgically looking back at my diary, 22 years to the day, my thoughts and reflection. Wow, how I'd love to visit the Hong Kong art scene today. Just in the last year, the M Plus Museum opened in November 2021, showcasing 20th and 21st century visual culture in art, design, architecture and the moving image. This year, in May 2022, Art Basel Hong Kong, incidentally held within the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Centre, held a new hybrid format with 130 galleries from 28 countries and the territories with an emphasis on leading art voices from Asia. Several galleries sold out their entire booths with a number of works breaking the million-dollar mark. And just a couple of months ago, on July the 3rd, the Hong Kong Palace Museum opened, promoting Chinese art and culture as part of the 25th anniversary celebration of the establishment of the HKSAR. In celebration throughout July, Hong Kong's Victoria Harbour shined bright with a special edition of A Symphony of Lights alongside the new museum. Inside, themes explore life in the Forbidden City during the Ming and Qin dynasties. Aside from Chinese arts and relics, the museum also features two Hong Kong-themed galleries, private to public, showcasing the history of Chinese art collecting in Hong Kong, and no boundaries, reinterpreting the Palace Museum culture, which is showing six local artists presenting their art through multimedia, reimagining art and culture found in the Forbidden City through a 21st century lens. However, art hasn't come without conflict due to the impact of Hong Kong's national security law imposed on Hong Kong by the Chinese government in 2020. Hong Kong's artistic freedoms were caught in Beijing's tightening grip, causing tensions between the authorities and the territory's creative community, as any open speech, verbal promotion or intention of Hong Kong's accession from China was considered a crime. There were artists who took part in the protest using their artwork, painting music and other forms of artistic expression as a way to help spread awareness about the events that had happened in the city. And that's it for Hong Kong for now. Until next time. Meanwhile, please excuse my poor and most likely incorrect pronunciation of foreign words. Hopefully, I'm not too far out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art Seeker Stories. Please do follow, share and comment and join in the conversation. I'd love to hear your art seeking journeys too. Mini podcast postcard episodes, Art Seeking Stories Worldwide, are released 20 to 22 years to the day of visiting and therefore irregular as and when. Longer heart-to-heart artist interviews are released on the last Wednesday of each month. Until next time, very best wishes. Goodbye.